Why is it so phantasmical to think that if our own little tiny microcosms of our bodies are affected by little things like viruses and weather, etc., why wouldn't the entire planet have the exact same construct? It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do It With Dan. I'm here with my buddy Devo. I've been on his podcast. He and Lisa were gracious enough to host me. We also did a very funky um, IG live that was a hell of a lot of fun. We've spent the last 20 minutes <laughs> talking about things that you won't hear about here, but we've definitely got some fun things to share with you. Uh, Devo is uh, a branding magician. He's a, a wonderful human, great business strategist also, all around cool person. Be sure to check out his podcast. He's a deep thinker, great conversationalist. Did I mention he's an all right, um, wonderful human? Anyway, I'm going to let Devo introduce himself in his own words in a second, but I just wanted to edify him, edify his podcast, which you have to go and listen to right now. Be sure to uh, subscribe. Um, Devo, let the people know who you are and what you do. I don't know that I can do any better than that. That was fantastic. <laughs> you, you made me actually sound like I was cool and fun. So thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you that. Bloody cool and fun, Chris. <laughs> so yeah, I am everything. I don't, I don't know that I'm half of everything you just said, but I will plug the podcast because I'm trying to generate <laughs> some massive amount of traffic on that. I, I host with Lisa, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Mind Body Business podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, all of the major Mm-hmm. channels we're on youtube check out our youtube channel that's really fun nice we started doing some really fun things with uh instead of just posting the whole podcast mm-hmm. throughout the week every day of the week we cut up these little minis oh. and it's, it's really been driving our engagement nice, so nice nice so what you don't have to listen to me ramble for 65 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i can you can only take me in small chunks this is the perfect <laughs> portion for you to subscribe to bunkers 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 so um mr Devo. Right now, we have a lot of craziness going on in the world. And people in business are finding themselves caught up in these hailstorms of confusion, right? Um, There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of evidence that everything's going to pants. How do you keep yourself motivated to phase down these adversities, these obstacles, these trials and tribulations and keep pushing on towards success and wanting to inspire other people to do so? Well, I've been building a bunker for the last 18 months in my backyard. So I've have these targeted goals of how many feet I have to dig every day. So (laughs) aside from anything else, just dig, keep digging, keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. I mean, that's, uh, that's probably the best way to metaphorically say it. I I think for me, and, and we've had this conversation a couple of times, there are contextual differences of opinions on what's going on right now based upon your sources of information. Mm-hmm. And as I posted a couple of days ago on Instagram, if the only source of information you're subscribing to is watching CNN or Fox or any other mainstream media, and you're not bothering to pick up a book and you're not bothering to dig a little bit deeper, then your source of information is inadequate. I didn't say wrong. I said mm-hmm. your source of information is inadequate. Mm-hmm. So for me, how I'm surviving this is... A, I've never been busier. 
Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But B, I'm trying to focus on the things that matter most to me, my family, my clients, mm-hmm. and the things that are within the control of my own personal ethos mm-hmm. while simultaneously trying to read and understand all of the the maelstrom of nonsense and chaos that's going on. And as you and I talk about often sort of getting to the root of the problem, what, what is that? Because oftentimes, you know, you're told something and most people just take that for face value, mm-hmm. but there's always deeper underlying meanings behind it. And, and if you can stop for a minute and listen to, to what they're saying and then take that information and use it for whatever morsels that might actually add value, but then uncover more on your own, then you're better set and have a different context to continue forward. I guess that's, I don't know if that's the best way to answer that. I hope I answered it. I think the answer was perfect. Basically, um, widen out and maybe you'll have a different perspective. Widen out those inputs, expand those inputs. Yeah. Mm. Don't, Don't take anything for face value. Mm, 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 mm. Well, we, we, history has shown us that no matter at, no matter what time in the history of the of the known recorded history of our humanity, that never has there ever been just one story. There's always been. I mean, just take a look at our theology, for example. The Bible is just one story of many different versions that has been reinterpreted, requoted, restated, reversed. Even the Christian Bible in of itself. How many different versions of that are there? So, <laughs> right? Do you know what's really interesting that you brought that up? So, I mean, I started studying ancient texts. I remember the first time that I heard about Otnafishtim. For those of you who don't know who Otnafishtim is, Otnafishtim is basically the source the source story, the original version of Noah, right? Um, based in ancient Sumeria. And it gives, like, the highlights feel the same, but the details are quite different. But make, like, a lot of stories make more sense when they looked at the backdrop of, oh, hang on a minute, this wasn't the original version of the story. And even when you look, I remember, like, um, I was about, I don't know, about 11 or 12 and I wondered who wrote the original copies of the different books of the Bible. And we're not Bible bashing here, by the way, guys. I'm just using this as an example. Um, so no, you know, ravenous Christians. It's the most known context for uh, yeah. for Western Western <laughs> yeah. world. <laughs> That's right? what we're doing. So, I can drop some doubted Jang for you if you want, but most people don't <laughs> even know what that is. <laughs> but like the book of Daniel. Oh, okay, Daniel wrote an autobiography. Okay, cool. He didn't write in first person, but there you go. Ezekiel, Isaiah. Okay, but it wasn't written in first person. So did someone, was there a biographer? Like I asked these questions. And then I looked at the first five books of the Bible and I was like, so who was there doing a biography of like the first days of creation? Did 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 God like say like, have a ghostwriter that was like, Hey, could you like scribble this down for me real quick? <laughs> he had a social media director. He had a social media. It's like, so where did that come from? And I remember they originally people called them the books of Moses, the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus numbers. Well, I didn't really, it really make sense. And then when you look at history and there's like no evidence in history of the stories of like the Hebrews being in Egypt, but there is like the whole thing about the Hyksos, which looks very similar, but has a different thing around it. And then you look and you go and read the epics of Gilgamesh, 
and you see some really interesting stories there that were like 10,000 years older than recorded. Like they were richly being written first. So you're like, okay, so what's going on here? But my mind was blown by the fact that what I'd been taught my entire life, I think I was in my late teens when I started reading this information, what I've been taught all of my life to be true was just one perspective on what may or may not be true. You go and see the stories of like the, the Aboriginals have got a dream time story that looks pretty much like Adam and Eve, but different names and different context. And it's just interesting when you just start to reach out and look and see, okay, maybe there's another angle to this. Well, what's fascinating about everything you just said is we, we've read the same literature and we have the same opinion about it. I'm currently reading the books of Enoch mm-hmm. and he's badass. Yeah. And so books of Enoch, he was, I believe Noah's father. I believe yeah. if I, if I have my um, part yeah. of pro- his, progenies, yeah. correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, so and, and Enoch Noah. <laughs> so in this book that I'm reading and I forget who, which version I'm reading, but they have, the script or they have the journal, the scripture of Enoch that he actually first person wrote, mm-hmm. but then next to it in footnotes and asterisks, it's a massive book. It's like this big for real. Mm-hmm. It's like a booster seat for my kid, <laughs> <laughs> but next to it, they have the actual scripture from the Hebrew King James Bible. Mm-hmm. And the oh, book. Wow. Yeah. So listen to this work. It's funky. So throughout the book, He'll he'll write where the parallel scriptures from the books of Enoch were taken and rewritten into the King James Version Bible, but then he'll highlight and underline where the tenses of words were excluded, precluded, Ooh. added, or altered. So it's it's crazy. So just a, just a simple word like fly, flew, flown, fly, etc. The words have been changed to meet a specific context that whomever the author was trying, whomever the author was, yeah, was trying to portray. And just one simple omission, which, you know, mm-hmm. Constantinople in the, was it third yeah, century, fourth century had every yeah, three, book, two, three, three, twenty, literally everything burned and then rewritten. Yeah. Right. So all of those rewrites were changed just to fit whatever paradigm they have. So you mm-hmm. talk about context, whatever context you live in, it's invariably there's a there's a there's multiple interpretations of it mm-hmm. i mean look was it I, even this whole thing of memes right now like um and guys diva and i were giving you the opportunity to have some chance to think for yourself and have some evidence to support you seeing why you need to think for yourself because there are things that you've been sitting on and calling them true that may or may not be true. Devo, like myself, we're not we're not sitting here saying that the information notes, we're not giving you our opinion on things because our opinion may or may not be true. What we're doing is inviting you to see that there is always a different angle. And if you actually just start to apply your mind to it, maybe you'll get something different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like memes right now, I remember what my social media manager, um, hit me up. She's like, um, we need to take down this quote that you did. I said, why? She goes, because we fact-checked it and Einstein didn't say that. Like, that's not an Einstein quote. I said, what? Yeah, it's not an Einstein quote. And that is all over the internet as being an Einstein quote. Motherfucker didn't say that. Mm. Did not say those words. There was a, a joke meme I saw the other day where it's like, it deliberately said 
it, like it, it jokingly said, written by someone, something that someone would never ever say, right? And then I saw one the other day, one of my one of the ladies in my community was like, she sent me this meme. She said, "Do you think this is a real Warren Buffett quote?" It's Warren Buffett apparently promoting Bitcoin. Warren Buffett is vocally anti cryptocurrency. So a quote saying, oh, "If you want to get rich by a crypto, Warren Buffett," it's not. But people are reposting it calling it fact, and then running off and buying cryptocurrency on the back of supposedly Warren Buffett saying something that he would never say. If you just did a cursory look at firsthand things, he said videos, articles written by him, you'll see he's anti-crypto. Now, I'm, I'm intellectually crypto. I understand the power of it, but I'm not I've like got like five ten percent of my overall portfolios in crypto. It's a inflation edge. I'm not trying to be a billionaire overnight with crypto. But at the same time, the whole point here is that if you thought for yourself and did a little bit of research, you'd recognize that stuff that's being pumped just because it's everywhere doesn't mean that it's true. And if you just do a little bit of a cursory look, you'll probably see that what you're pumping is BS. Well, it's interesting uh, how everything you just said right there is a parallel to our actual lives that we live. So our life is just one big meme based upon... (laughs) Based upon what you hear or what someone told you, everybody has that uncle or that friend who's an expert that told them something that they just Mm -hmm. run to the bank with. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about our podcast right now. Mm -hmm. If there was somebody sitting over here in the waiting room listening, Mm -hmm. and I know my daughter's around the corner listening to this podcast, (laughs) she's only hearing what I'm saying because I have headphones in. She's not actually hearing the banter that you're saying. So she might hear something or an offhand comment that I make and be like, oh my God, my dad said that this, this, and this without Mm -hmm. failing to hear that you vehemently disagreed with me or corrected me or whatever. (laughs) And that's sort of how our lives are. People get these morsels of information that are typically misinterpreted, miscalculated Mm -hmm. on purpose, misrepresented on purpose, because everybody's presenting information that Mm -hmm. sort of either is contextually trying to promote a context for you Mm -hmm. or contextually trying to drive you into their camp around a thought or an idea. Mm -hmm. And, and we all only hear what we're able to hear because Mm -hmm. that's the only part that we're willing to expose ourselves to. And the reticular activating system will click in and keep everything else filtered down to what you're used to. Well, you're smarter than me. So I'm not, I can't say that. So yeah, I agree with what you just said. (laughs) I agree. I vividly agree. It's like, one of the funniest ones, I remember one thing that I saw and it's like, so we've got, obviously we've got this big, the, the world now is in two big camps. We've got, um, let's talk North America. Let's not talk the word. I'm going North America. You've got. North America or the Western world? <laughs> We're going to go North America. No, for <laughs> real. Would you consider that? Yeah. We're going to go USA for this particular word. You've got people that say, the elections were clean and people that say the elections were not, for example. But then everybody's got enough evidence to back their side of things. Do you get where I'm coming from? But then when you look at um, the fact that neither one of them are prepared to have an intellectual conversation about things, they're just, I'm going to stand with a gun and defend my position versus, well, hang on a minute, let's just look at the facts here and do something around the facts that we're able to to verify to be true. There are facts that do raise questions. Mm -hmm. 
There are other facts. Now, when people say, oh, they played with the machines, it's not, now, it's possible, right? It's possible that the machines were all hacked. We saw it in that show, what was it? Scandal, that they hacked the machines in order to, to rig an election, right? Does that happen in some parts of the world? Maybe, but I wasn't there to see the machines rigged or not, but we know it's a possibility. But to deny something that's a possibility and not even have a conversation about whether it's real or not, not even to investigate and look into it, that for me is a bit weird. But then on the other side, it's like, well, we're talking about one of the, you know, one of the most well-known democracies in the world. The probability that you've got like this big conspiracy in most people's minds is quite low. I mean, impossible. I the, impossible right, I mean, to some people. They're like, how, how, how can a country of this magnitude and power be corrupt corruption. and be hacked by just anybody? Now, when Donald Trump won the election and they're accusing Russian hackers of doing it, it's possible. <laughs> but now it's not possible. Now, I'm not standing on either way. Personally, I think one's a bit weird and the other one's a bit weird as well. I've seen weird things from both humans. I would, I'm would. i sad that this is, you, this is all you had to vote for personally, but- Can I touch on that before you continue? Yeah, yeah, that, that piece right there, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I've often said that, how the fuck Mm-hmm. In a in a country of what are we three hundred and fifty million people? How many people in America? Three hundred fifty. Those are the two most evolved humans we have to run our country. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Sorry, <laughs> is this a PG or R rated podcast? Three hundred fifty million people. <laughs> let's just say that a third of those people are of eligible presidential capacity and age. Yeah, that's 100 million people. 100 million people out of 350 million. And those are the two that we're left with? <laughs> it blows the mind. <laughs> All right, does, sorry. It, does it blow the mind? I mean, when we look at patriarchy, when we look at um, um, nepotism, when we look at class systems, when we look at the power of the dollar, when we look at favor of exchanging and back scratching, is it so inconceivable that someone can say it's my time and they get to run? And someone has said it's my dollar and I get to run? Well, we can take this conversation down a whole giant rabbit hole. (laughs) I don't don't personally believe that politics is is a black and white or a red and blue if you will scenario i think they both work for the same people they're both just here to sow seeds of chaos and anarchy and a theoretical solution from whomever is going to present the theoretical solution i I don't think either one of them are are good well here's the thing I, i a friend of mine did the stats and that it's like if you look historically, there's actually a pattern of red, red, blue, 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 oh, yeah. red, red, oh, blue yeah, yeah. in terms of president in the US. Absolutely. This I've seen that. I've seen this data. Yeah. This is data. You can, again, guys, you can check for yourself. When you even look at um, the economic cycles, the economic cycles are the economic cycles. The president isn't the one who does the economic cycle. In fact, when you actually look at how the constitution works, the president themselves doesn't have as much. Yeah, they've got, they can write executive orders. They can fire a missile and kill people. But in terms of like the day-to-day running of the country, you've got Congress, which is like, you've got Congress and uh, the Senate. That's like a couple hundred people. There's like, the power doesn't, and when you start to look at what goes on there, you see, well, it's like little cliques of people who 
bring together like little gangs that push through legislation and like it doesn't like when people start i mean i studied politics philosophy and economics that's what i studied so i understand to a certain degree or at least have the capacity to to look at this from a certain degree and see well the the thing that's painted that oh it's obama's fault that we're in economic crisis there was a there was a snowstorm that was coming that had been built from before that he just happened to be the man in the white house at the time that that happened he can write all the executive orders in the world. If there's a momentum from an, an economic cycle, there's nothing that can be done about that. Now, I have some down the rabbit hole perspectives about the first time that you've got a, a man of color in the White House is when that cycle was met with certain actions economically, including selling off whole chunks of debt and stuff like that. You can, you can say that there was a distraction thing that happened there if you look at this as an overall narrative, but there isn't as much power in the presidential seat overall to the degree that people think when they're casting their vote as they believe is there. There's more things at play. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm going to throw something at you that I I think you probably might or might not. I don't know. You might agree with it. Um, I, I, the, the two party system in of itself, call it what it is called democracy. I think democracy at, at the crux of what it was intended to be was and is the purest form of governing a people because it gives sovereignty to the people. But what we're in right now and what we've been building for the last arguably 40 years is not what democracy was intended to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I personally believe in this fact checkers, hear me say this i personally believe that none of this is by accident i think that there are larger i think that there are larger catalysts at play that are driving all of this on both sides because it divides a people and it allows when that when you when you have that division in place it allows inherently something to come in and solve a problem to either side Right. And so I I personally believe that what's been going on is purposeful. But I read something the other day, actually a couple of years ago, that took me down arguably probably the the my biggest path of growth. And it was from a guy named Greg Braden. And he was talking about fractal fractal codes and how the universe operates on this fractal code. And that that in alignment with the cycles of the of the universe, the, the planets, the alignments of stars and all of these things, they're all inherently connected and how our DNA and how we, how we function as humans and how the energy cycles of, of the sun and the moon and all those things, all of them go on a complete cycle. And it's like every 25,000 or every 75,000, my, my data is off. Yeah. Epoch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and because the planet, I'm going crazy here for a second, because the planet is not a perfect elliptical orbit, it sort of r- runs in a yeah. sort of a wobble orbit that because of that loop, there's different planets that affect the energy of where we are, the, the consciousness mm-hmm. of where we are, and they're just not in alignment yet. And so the reason we have these cycles that we do, because everything mm-hmm. just repeats itself is because of this whole sort of the planet is just one big simulation on just one big repeating cycle, basically is what yeah. I should have just said in a, in yeah. a nutshell. <laughs> and, and, if, if, wanna... and if anything makes sense to me, Dan, like for real, if you want to talk about evolution and Darwinism and, and creationism and aliens mm-hmm. engineering us like Prometheus, whatever you want to call it of all mm-hmm. of the theories that I've ever heard, that really honestly makes the most sense to me. And, and the thing is when people want to refuse 
accepting that there is something that happens when stuff outside of the planet is affecting what's happening on the planet. Just look at the tides. I live, I can see the ocean from my house, right? I see the, the ocean. Um, as I mentioned in Devo, it rains where I live like 10 to 14 days. It was raining yesterday. So the water was a lot more choppy and there was a lot more waves or whatever. And it's like, where do waves come from? It's the moon. So something outside of the earth affects the water to the point that it moves in waves and patterns and those waves and patterns change depending on the cycle of the moon. We're 70% water. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. And nobody ever thinks about that. If, if the planet, uh, uh, we're literally just small microcosms of one big universe, right? So yeah. if the planet is 70% water and we're 70% water, have, has anybody ever like dissected a tree and looked at the root structures of a tree as compared to the capillary and the blood vessels of the human yeah, body? They're literally like the exact same, mm-hmm. like literally like it's like mm-hmm. an enigma. They're literally the exact mm-hmm. same. So to think that we're not affected by some sort of, outside organized chaos is absurd because just look at your daily lives. What happens when mm-hmm. you get a cold? What happens to your mm-hmm. body? It shuts down. It needs it. What happens when you get a sickness that so your body has its own way of correcting itself. Mm-hmm. And those of us who are unhealthy, mm-hmm. whether it be through comorbidities, we will hear about that. I'm sorry. I'm taking you to a different rabbit hole. We don't recover <laughs> as we don't recover as quickly. Right? So mm-hmm. why is it so phantasmical to think that if our own little tiny microcosms of our bodies are affected by little things like viruses and weather, et cetera, why wouldn't mm-hmm. the entire planet have the exact same construct? Cause it does. Even when you look at like crazy weather patterns, again, looking at that, that almost that holographic relationship of the pattern holding complete within itself and then us holding complete within the pattern of the earth and look at that relationship. Like I firmly believe that the earth as a living organism, which it is, it is a living organism. Just sit and look at the cycles of nature, sit and look at how, when an animal dies or a plant dies, it decomposes and returns back into the earth. Even look at the way that rain works. Rain falls, goes into the earth, evaporates back up, forms clouds, rains comes into the earth like this is high school stuff that we learn like there's a living organism here and living organisms also protect themselves so when you see shifts in weather pattern when you see crazy stuff going on what about if the earth is just shaking off a cold the virus (laughs) oh my god i say the same thing so that's a great that's a great that's a really great point and and you know what I struggle with sometimes when I'm in conversation with people, by the way, I'm, I'm going off backwards for a second. I was reading mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson the other day. Mm-hmm. You ever read Jordan Peterson? I know of Jordan Peterson. I've watched videos, but I've not read. So he has a book, the 12 rules for life or 12 rules mm-hmm. to make yourself a, a better human and not be such a dick. Some, there's some title like that. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it is, but in the chapter I'm reading right now, um, I always have to drop knowledge just so it makes it sounds like I'm smart as you. Sorry. So, um, <laughs> but it's not my own. So I have to use other people's knowledge, but he's talking about conversational styles with people. And he's like, how do you show up in conversation in this chapter? And he has like five or six different styles of conversation. And, and, and it's like, are you a narcissistic conversationist where you're you're only listening to what you have to say and you're just waiting to one up somebody? Or are you a listener that has sort of humility and you're here to learn? And there's a bunch of variations in between that. 
Anyway, so I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday and this point I'm about to make. And I said, what if none of this is none of, what if none of this was accidental and all of this was just planned out by the by the universe? Like this is the way that the earth shakes off its cold. This is the way that the planet is just sort of if we're all living and breathing and eating in this own little world of our own. Right. And we've created all these things that we've created. We drive cars. We live in homes. We have fire. We have technology. We have nuclear power. We literally understand how DNA and science work. If we can create all those little things in our own little microcosm, but yet we just suddenly mysteriously appeared and nobody really knows how we mysteriously appeared. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it stand to reason that there's something much larger at play controlling all of this? Mm-hmm. And if there is, would it make sense that this is just their own version of cleaning their house or whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're doing? And if they're just starting things over again and that collectively, sorry, I'm going somewhere that collectively, whether it's called, whether it's called COVID or it's called the next big disaster that comes online, whatever it might be, wildfires, mm-hmm. freeze overs, floods, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. that Collectively, those are just part of the universal symbiosis of everybody's thoughts, everybody's mm-hmm. ideas, and the universe pushing them and promulgating them together to to seed whatever is about to happen. And he's like, "No, no, no!" I was like, "No, it's impossible." You know, God has a plan, and God. And I'm like, "Dude, you did not even listen to anything I said. Like, I could literally see <laughs> your brain formulating how you were going to argue with me to prove your point. I'm like, I could literally see your mind spinning right now. The was a jackass. It's all. I'm, so I was like, "It's impossible." possible to have a conversation with you if you're not going to mm-hmm. listen first mm-hmm. so anyway mm-hmm. no but the thing is is that again i mean this is one of the things we we're speaking about earlier someone who is capable of entering into a conversation open to hearing what is to be shared is a very different situation to someone who comes to a conversation just wanting to say what they've got to say and if Brilliant. you just have a cursory look at like facts dispassionately, you'll see that there is at least something worthy of debate, worthy of discussion. It may not come out that the other person's even got anything left to say, but you'll certainly leave it expanded and with a mind capable of looking at something from two sides versus, oh, this is this is the, the gospel of Bob or whatever, <laughs> right? And, and the fact is, is that throughout recorded history, we may call it mysteries, whatever. Like that recorded mystery. <laughs> right. You, you should, um, have you coined that already? No, sorry. Throughout the, the oh, recorded <laughs> mystery. I'm going to write that down. I like that. <laughs> it's a, it's a, uh, one of my teachers gave me that one. Um, Fishdom. when you read it in the, uh, Gilgamesh epics or Numa Elish, one of the two, I don't remember which one it is. When you look at the story of Omnifishtim, which again is a source material for Noah, it was like air. Ah. And, and this is where I was going earlier, actually. There are different versions of even the story of Omnifishtim. There are versions that say that um, Enlil wanted to wipe out a failed experiment of Earth. He was like um, a god. You just went to the Anunnaki, I like it. Yeah. (laughs) So Enlil was like, yeah, this experiment's gone sideways. Like, we're going to wipe it out. So Enki, um, I need to make sure that I'm quoting Anunnaki, at least and not Holy Tablets, because there's two different versions. So Enki was the product of the gods from the sky, the Anunnaki, wanted to form an alliance with the beings that were on Earth. And so... um, Anunnaki DNA was spliced with local DNA to create Enki. So Enki was like half earthling or Tiamatian or whatever. 
Ed you Hall. just lost a fraction of your listeners, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Ed Hall, <laughs> just probably for a second, guys. Like I'm gonna get to the point. No, Dan. No, no, Dan. What I'm about the aliens in a second? <laughs> right. But um, because he was loyal, he found out that what was going on about the wipeout. But because he was loyal to the Tiamatians or the Earthlings, he like basically told a few of his boys, like, you know, they're coming to wipe everyone out. Let's see what we can do. Let's gather a few people at least so we can try and get to safety, uh, get in this arc. It, the whole arc, really every single animal on the earth in a boat that's 146 feet, I think. I said the same thing at four years old to my dad. Like there's a boat big enough feet. to hold every animal on the planet. It's like a hundred. If you and if you check out the Bible, has got the how long it is, how big it is. Whereas anyway, that's another conversation. But anyway, the point being that that's where the fishdom was ended up being his messenger, going out and gathering the people, blah blah blah. But in another version of the story, Otna Fishdom was like these people ain't shit, and actually petitions Enki to wipe out the Earth. He actually petitions for the Earth to be wiped out. I've heard so another. I've even heard even a different version than that. That that um, there was a tr- there was a group of the Anunnaki who came down and wanted to breed with the human women of the planet, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that they created a third race called the Nephilim, mm-hmm. which were giants. Mm-hmm. And then that's what brought the the flood and the insurgents because God was like, "We're gonna we have to wipe everything clean," or or the Anunnaki um, in Lil. It was like it was like um actually the first so they realized that they could have extra extra special orgasms. If you look at like the unfiltered, unedited version, they realized that sex with Earthlings was like really really good, and so they were just coming and raping them basically. And if you yeah. look even in the Bible. There is, it says they came upon the earth and took the sons of men, raped them. Absolutely. And then basically there's another section that said came upon the daughters of men, which is like, and married them. So there's two different, and those became the giant, the, the heroes of old, which is more like, uh, if we go to Greek mythology, um, Perseus mm-hmm. was like consensual-ish, mm-hmm. sort of, right? But then there were some times when Zeus got a bit frisky and was just like, I'm going to bathe upon you with golden light because you're fancy and was just like, oh, sorry, did you know I'm a god? We just had sex. You might now, bye. <laughs> it's like, here's, my, here's my golden light. <laughs> here's my golden light. Bye. <laughs> like, there's different versions of it. But but point being that there was, there is recorded history of everything getting wiped out and starting again. There is no reason why that might not happen again. Not only is there recorded history, my friend, but it's mm-hmm. all across the globe in parts mm-hmm. of the world that were never even in touch with, with each other, theoretically, yeah. by recorded the human history. Literally the exact same story, like the exact same <laughs> drawings, the exact same pyramids, the exact same ships, the exact same story. Like literally, you'll find it in, in, in the Middle East, you'll find it in North America, you find it in the Baltic countries, you find it in Central yeah. Europe, and people yeah. are like, no, no, it's impossible. It's like impossible. And the thing is, is that my my stance on all of this is we don't know because we weren't there. I wasn't there when pyramids were getting made. So I can't tell you. I watched this documentary back in England about 20 years ago, it must be, where they were trying to use what they thought were the tools that existed in the day to try and recreate a pyramid. And they couldn't even cut the rock, let alone transport the rock. I've heard that hundreds too. of miles. Yeah. 
So now there are some people that say it's aliens. There's some people that say that they had advanced technology. There's some people that say like the Atlanteans did it. Like, we don't know. But here's the point. We don't know. So how can I be closed off to any possible answer to the question when I wasn't present at the time to be able to answer it? We're going to know in 10 years time, five years time, the truth of things that are happening now. Absolutely. We won't know. So we must be open to the possibility of both now. Well, we will know in 10 years time if the course of where it's going right now is modified. If the course of where it's going right now, where sovereign rights to explore the we Mm -hmm. don't know continues Mm -hmm. to be expunged, we might Mm -hmm. not ever find out. Because that (laughs) in of itself is my whole position. The, Mm -hmm. the, The very point that you're making, the fact that we can sit here and engage in this conversation and mm-hmm. the fact that we simply don't know. We don't know if dinosaurs mm-hmm. were real. We don't know yeah. if Anunnaki was real. We sure as mm-hmm. fuck don't know if God was real, right? Mm-hmm. But we have the right to explore and have these conversations. We mm-hmm. should always have the right to have the sovereign freedom to have the conversation to, expo- to explore and mm-hmm. seek out what we don't know. And right now, that piece of it is what's at threat. For me, through censorship, mm. like I saw yesterday, um, there's a there's a popular uh, there's a congressman here. I think his name is Paul Rand. I think mm-hmm. his name is in America here. And mm-hmm. he's been like outspoken against all of this from the beginning. And mm-hmm. he just got kicked off of YouTube and Twitter yesterday because he put some some data around um, the PCR tests out there. So they removed him from YouTube. If your story is so clean and clear and perfect and your narrative is the right way to go, why would you try to, why would you try to silence other people? What's why would you, why do you have to silence us? Mm. Because we don't know. We we don't know. Let us explore. I've always said, if your position is so valid, Mm -hmm. why don't you take your doctor's, Pick up your 12 best doctors that all are all are for the for the pro-government source, CDC, who FDA, whatever. Pick your 12 best. It's like we'll have the we'll have the vaccine Olympics here. You pick your 12 best doctors. Let uh, let the holistic people pick their 12 best doctors and let's have an open debate. Present your evidence. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a a debate. Let's see who's right. Who has the real data on this? Why not? Mm. Why hasn't that and happened? Think, and for me, intellect, so for example, even me. So I know people that are pro-vax. I know people that are anti-vax. I'm like, I'm an I'm going to see vax person. That's who I am. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, I'm playing it smart. I don't really, I, and people may be upset because they've got data. And this is a, a funny thing, by the way, fun fact. Um, I saw this tweet and it was like, and it made me think because this is true. Again, opening up the field for people to see it from both ends is that you see all of the posts about people who have had adverse effects from the vaccine. But what about all the people who haven't had any negative effects? Mm -hmm. Sure. We should be able to have that, too. Now, personally, again, but I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just a bit, but I don't really even go to the doctor that much. I'm more holistic across the board i'm like okay what what's the root because a lot of modern medicine doesn't deal with the disease it just deals with the symptoms absolutely and then you get so many 
I mean, just watch 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 late night TV in the US and watch those adverts for medication. It's like, do you not use it if you've got this, this, or this side effects? Maybe that, 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 that. that. It's like, so you're going to get rid of the symptoms of one and get like twenty million other things. <laughs> it's longer <laughs> than the actual commercial. They're just yeah. It's like I don't, I don't. That makes no sense to me. Rectal bleeding. You may hang yourself tomorrow night. Your wife <laughs> may come in the door and shoot you tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, but that is that's what's been FDA approved. You know, a lot of you know, vaccines go through one of the most rigorous checks, generally speaking, and people have got the narrative in their mind about that, but we're not at a time where that's happened because things were rushed out. And I don't believe, I don't believe that everybody that's involved in this has got like a malicious agenda. I do believe that there are people who generally do want to help, but we should be able to make a choice for ourselves either way. That's the key right there. You do you, I'll do me. If you want to inject be your... able to think. Absolutely. Yourself. Well, here's the problem with that. Here's the problem mm-hmm. with that. If you take a look at Western education in of itself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. From day one, we are put into a classroom. Mm-hmm. We're sat into a row, mm-hmm. single file. Mm-hmm. We are taught at, we're not, mm-hmm. we're, we're given... We're given rhetorical information that we have to just spit back out and, and memorize. We're not taught philosophy. We're not taught religion. We're not taught economics. We're not mm-hmm. taught anything that is functional in our lives. We're literally put into a, we're put into a square box. We're put mm-hmm. all of us lined up in a row and we're taught mm-hmm. to memorize and then, and spit it back out in a standardized test. Mm-hmm. And so from like day one, man, from like kindergarten mm-hmm. on all the way mm-hmm. through college, I saw the funniest mm-hmm. meme yesterday by um, Babylon B. They're like, now that the pandemic is over, all students are looking forward to going back to class and being indoctrinated. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that in of itself is the problem here because we're not taught to think we're trained literally like Pavlovian dogs to get, mm-hmm. ring the bell, get an A, move to the next class, ring mm-hmm. the bell, get an A, move to the next class. And nobody's taught to, to ever disagree with that. Mm. So how can we, how can you expect people to think? Diva, I want to, I'm going to run because I've got to do something right now, but I want to, I want to bring you back to have a part two for this. Are you open to coming back and having a part two? Dude, I'm open to just talking to you whenever. I love having conversations with you. I would actually, I'm actually thinking that we need to have like a show. I'm actually thinking we need to work out something like a, like a live show on YouTube or something every week. I have, that's why I was trying to connect with you a couple of days ago, because I've got a proposal for you. Okay, we need to discuss that. I've got to have my team meeting. They're going to be coming to to, to report it now. But right, guys, um, mind, mind Body Business Podcast, we're going to pop the links in the show notes. Um, Diva, where else can people connect with you and just have connection with someone that is encouraging thinking for ourselves? Well, we're, we're officially on at Sprout Connectors on Instagram. But if you want to yeah. find where I sort of kind of take people down rabbit holes, it's at Fusion Photog FUS. <laughs> <laughs> Sprout keeps it relatively innocuous and sort of business minded. Fusion, I'm going to do some mind fuckery with you. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Guys, until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Keep thinking with your mind open. Keep talking with your ears open. And remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful purpose-driven life. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.